I'm speaking this morning on part one of a series I call The Secret of the Lord. Let's say it together. The Secret of the Lord. And the subtitle for part one is RSVP. RSVP. The Secret of the Lord. RSVP. Today, we want to find out the secret for consistently winning the battles that confront us. Our foundational scripture is Psalm 25, verse 14. Psalm 25, verse 14 says, The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. And he will show them his covenant. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. And he will show them his covenant. So the Bible mentions the secret of the Lord. What is a secret? And does the Lord really have secrets? For purposes of definition, a secret is simply classified information. You will not find a secret published in the daily graphic. A secret is classified. Information or a plan that is not meant to be known or seen by people outside a particular circle. Everyone has secrets. Everyone. How many of you have secrets? Let me see behind. Yeah. Everyone has secrets. And by its very definition, a secret connotes strict confidentiality. And it's not disclosed. If a secret has to be shared, very often apart from the originator or the person who has a secret, one or two very notable, special people are told the secret and they are told don't tell anyone. The moment it goes beyond that level, it's no longer a secret. Now, does God have secrets? The answer is yes. God has information that is known only to him. In Genesis 18 verse 17, Bible says, And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham? What I am doing is not a secret. God was about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And he knew Abraham had interest in that place because his nephew Lot lived there. So God was having a debate with himself. This secret, should I tell Abraham or not? By that very submission... It confirms that God has secrets. So here was God contemplating whether Abraham qualified to know the secret or not. As we find out from the scriptures, eventually God told him. That means Abraham was close. Because the secrets, you only tell people who are very close. In Matthew 24 verse 36, Jesus was talking about his coming and he said, but of that day 
and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my father only. Again, that is a confirmation that God has secrets. Concerning your life, God knows the plans that he has for you. And very often, you yourself, you don't even know them. Even though it's about your life, there are things God knows about you that you don't know. He knows the opportunities, the challenges, the battles that lie ahead of you, and you don't know. So God has secrets. The next question is, can God reveal secrets? If God knows about you, what you don't know about yourself, can God reveal it to you? And again, the answer is, the answer is yes. In Luke 10 verse 22, Jesus shows us that God can decide to reveal a secret to you. So it says, Jesus speaking, all things have been delivered to me by my father. And no one knows who the son is except the father. And who the father is except the son. Now underline the rest of the verse. And the one to whom the son wills to reveal him. The idea here is that there is some information that only God and Jesus know. But Jesus can decide to reveal it to you. And I like the word wills. A will is simply, I decide to give this to you. And I give it to you. And that's it. So God can reveal a secret to a human being. As was the case with Abraham on the issue of Sodom and Gomorrah. So God can decide to open your eyes to something that you do not know or have not seen or have not experienced and that is the secret of the Lord so the question is if that is the case then to whom does God reveal these secrets how do I qualify to get the filler the secret of the Lord Psalm 25 verse 14 does not leave us in any doubt about who qualifies. It says, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. How many fear the Lord here? The secret of the Lord is with those who fear God. The fear of God is simply a posture of reverence. A posture of trust and a posture of total dependence on him. Three words I'm highlighting. The first is reverence. If you ever met a very significant traditional ruler, I recall years ago when I won one of the awards for the work we had done, and I went to Menshia and I shook hands with the Asantini and he said, congrats, Albert. That day I felt like not washing my hands. 
it felt very, very special. But listen to me. You have shaken the hands of a human ruler. And you feel so fulfilled and so honored. Imagine the king of kings and the lord of lords. That is the reality of what I'm talking about. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. Those who reverence him as the king of kings. Those who trust him. Now, trust is a very easy thing to explain. Obi, please come. come. Now, if Obi is a pilot and Obi is a good pilot, if Obi is flying the plane, I'll sleep. Now, trust simply means if I lean on him, that make sure I don't fall down. <laughs> trust is simply if I lean on Obi, I will not fall. Now, listen to me. <laughs> so, when we're coming back from Israel, it got to a point on the flight where the plane was shaking and I was playing a computer game on my phone. And there was this elderly woman who was, was holding onto the seat in front of her and holding onto the seat. And she turned around and saw me playing on my, com- on my phone, the computer game, and I was moving. She looked at me, and just the calmness of how I had relaxed, she also breathed in, and then she also relaxed. When you trust in the Lord with all your heart, you don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, you acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. If your driver is unreliable, when they are driving, you can't sleep. When they came to say, hey, you're steady. But when the Lord is in control, you can trust him. You can relax and know that he's got you covered. Friends, God has got you covered. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pilot Obi. Put your hands together for him. So the first is reverence. The second is trust. And the third is dependence. You are depending on him. Not because you are not putting in any effort, but you are saying that, listen, some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but our boast is in the name of the Lord our God. Listen, you are not the brightest person when you were in school. You were not the richest person. You were not... Sometimes you look at your life and you say, others were far better than me, but God has been good to me. So you say, listen, I work hard. I'm a serious person, but I also know that I lean on him. I depend on him and he makes a way for me. The people who live their lives with reverence, trust, and dependence, Bible says God reveals his secrets to them. Why? To establish his covenant with them. What is a covenant? So God has an agreement, a contract that clearly stipulates what he will do and what you will do and the terms of the agreement. And the reason he reveals these secrets is to establish that because of how you are, he and you have a contract. He and you have a commitment, an agreement, a relationship that he values. So, bringing all these definitions together, Psalm 24 verse 15 can read like this. 
as part of his agreement, God has beautiful plans for those who reverence him, trust him, and depend on him. And these plans are not meant to be seen by other people. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. And he will show them his covenant. May God reveal things to you. May God reveal hidden things to you. May he show you what others don't know and give you an advantage in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's take these thoughts and study an encounter involving Elisha and how the secret of the Lord was revealed leading to victory in battle so that in this last quarter of the year, you will know how to fight your battles and win them on all sides. In 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 8, all the way through to verse 17, we see the secret of the Lord revealed. It says, Now the king of Syria was making war against Israel, and he consulted with his servants, saying, My camp will be in such and such a place. And the man of God sent to the king of Israel, saying, Beware that you do not pass this place, for the Syrians are coming down there. Verse 10. Then the king of Israel sent someone to the place of which the man of God had told him. Thus he warned him, and he was watchful there. Not just once or twice. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was greatly troubled by this thing. And he called his servants and said to them, Will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of the servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha the prophet who is in Israel tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. So he said, Go and see where he is, that I may send and get him. And he was told him, saying, Surely he is in Dothan. Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there and they came by night and surrounded the city and when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots and the servant said to him alas how do you say alas in tree Ajay what about gun He said, alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, do not fear. And that is the word of the Lord to you. I said, that is the word of the Lord to you. He answered, do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. May God open your eyes. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. 
May the Lord add his blessing to his word. Amen. RSVP. Four divine weapons were on display in this battle. The West RSVP typically from the French would mean responde s'il vous plaît. Is it correct? Yes. Yeah. The French scholars have given me a thumbs up. It simply means please reply. Confirm that you will come for the wedding, the party, the show. Just confirm that you will come. But in our context, RSVP stands for revelation. Somebody say revelation. Strategy. Somebody say strategy. Victory. Somebody say victory. And preservation. Somebody say preservation. Somebody say revelation. Strategy. Victory. And preservation. One more time. Revelation. Strategy. Victory. And preservation. Let's take them one by one. The first is a divine revelation. The scripture starts with a satanic conspiracy. In verse 8. As they say, the people were sitting there somewhere. Is that not what they say? And the king of Syria made war against them and consulted and said, my camp will be in such and such a place. Sometimes in our lives, you are going about your regular business. You wake up in the morning and go and come and someone has taken it upon themselves to conspire against you. It happens in different areas of our lives. People conspire against you in your business, your career, your finances, your health, your peace, your favorite customer. Somebody is designing and planning how to seize that customer from you. And that customer gives you 65% of your income. It's a conspiracy. Charlie, if somebody gives you 65% of your income, and somebody targets that customer. Is that not a conspiracy? It is. But verse 9 also shows us that there was divine revelation at work. At the same time, people had gathered conspiring against you and against your business. There was another greater force also revealing the conspiracy to you. Verse 9 says the man of God sent to the king of Israel saying, beware, don't pass left. That's where they are standing. May God reveal every hidden conspiracy against you. May God open your eyes that you may not be like the nightingale. When the hunter is coming, the nightingale is singing. May God open your eyes to every conspiracy against your life, your health, your business, and your assignment. Somebody say, God, open my eyes. May God reveal every hidden agenda against your assignment. May the conspirators be exposed by the Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. In addition to divine revelation, God also gave a divine strategy. What shall it profit a woman if you know that someone is coming against you but don't know how to respond what shall it profit you if you know trouble is coming 
but have no idea how to counteract it. So in addition to giving a divine revelation, there was also a divine strategy. May you receive a strategy from God. May God show you what to do. In business, in finance, in your health, may God show you what to do. Because when you have understanding, life is easy. When you lack understanding, your journey will be long. I was telling them in the morning prayer that one of the things that struck me was in Israel this last week. Somebody said, oh, this place, you can take a taxi to Egypt and come back by the evening. I said, no, I, I didn't hear well. He said, you can take a taxi from here to Egypt and come back. And I said, ah, if a taxi can go from Israel to Egypt and come back the same day, how did they put travel for 40 years? Charlie, put your hand on your head and say, Father, give me understanding. Without a strategy, what you should do in three days, you can do it in 40 years. May God give you understanding. Insight, understanding. May your journey be short to your promised land. Without understanding, everything can become a struggle. He said, do not pass there. And he was watchful there. And the plan of the enemy seemed foolproof. They had calculated where to stand, where to ambush them. And it was based on secret confidentiality. They don't know. We've made a plan. And guess what? You get there and the person is sitting down there waiting for you. Immediately, your plan is messed up. May God discomfit the plans of them that seek your downfall. Hallelujah. The third thing we see is divine victory. I love verse 10. Verse 10 says, it didn't happen once or twice. You see, when you win a battle unexpectedly, people can explain it. They say, oh, this one, the person was favored. So God gives you a breakthrough and they say, oh, she was lucky. She had a, one or two friends, so, so they helped her. You know how sometimes people just can't deal with the fact that you are making progress. Because in their books, you don't qualify. So you, you break through once and they say, oh, that one was luck. The second one, they say, oh, that one was connection. But the Bible says that it was not just once or twice. You make plan one, it's counteracted. Plan two is counteracted. Plan three is counteracted. By the fourth time, you say, you know what? We are trying to explain this thing, but this thing, eh, you can't explain it. May God cause your victories to be so constant that people cannot just explain them away. After a number of times, the king of Syria called his troops and said, you know what, you guys tell me, who is leaking the filler to these people? Who is a spy in our, in our team telling them what we are planning against them? There was anxiety, consternation, and questions. Where is the leakage coming from? And somebody said, you know what? Even if you make the plan in your bedroom, they will find out. The power that is working for them, even if you lock all of us out and whisper the plan in your bedroom, they will find out. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. Because 
he has built his covenant with you. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. I will say of the Lord, he's my refuge and my fortress, my God in him will I trust. What does it say? Surely, surely he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He said he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings will you trust. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. You shall not fear for the terror that flies by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. Because what? A thousand will fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your naked eye shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord preserve you. May the Lord shame those who want your downfall. May the Lord lift you from strength to strength. And from glory to glory. They say you can hide in your room. This one, it is prophetic chat GPT. It is prophetic supernatural CCTV. It is a GPS system that is programmed supernaturally in their favor. So the king said, in that case, show me where he is. And let me go with my forces and capture him. So they came by night and surrounded the place where Elisha was. Where was Elisha? I remember the other day on the Sea of Galilee. A storm came against Christ and the disciples. And while the disciples were struggling with the storm, they went and found the Lord where? Asleep. Asleep. Where was Elisha? Asleep. Listen. Lose no sleep. Over them that seek your downfall. Lose no sleep. Over the troubles that come against you. Lose no sleep. Because he that keepeth Israel. Shall neither slumber. Nor sleep. God is taking care of it. I said God is taking care of it. So they went and Elisha was asleep. And the servant said, Hey, are you sleeping? Do, do you not know what is happening outside? And I'm sure when he woke Elisha up, he was expecting that when he comes out and sees the army, he would also say, Alas! In Chigan, Hebrew, Greek, ever, or whatever. Alas! Where from this trouble? But he didn't give that response. Why? 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 18 says, While we do not look at the things that are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things that are seen are temporary, but the things that are not seen, they are eternal. I came to prophesy to somebody. 
you can see hunger all around you but instead of seeing the hunger see god's provision in your life you can see battles and troubles all around you instead of seeing that which is temporary see the grace and the glory of god at work in your situation you can see everyone retrenched redeployed and losing their jobs in the office but see yourself lifted up and promoted while we look not at things that are seen but at things that are not seen every trouble that you are seeing is temporary every dis what word christ appropriate every disruption that you are seeing to your plans that is giving you headache i said it is temporary the glory of god will be revealed in your life so elisha was sleeping because he knows that not once not twice god will give him the victory again and again and again and again and again i came to announce victory for somebody in this last quarter of the year there will be a testimony in your home in this last quarter of the year there will be a testimony in your business in this last quarter of the year you will sing a song of victory you will celebrate the goodness of the lord your family will rejoice the story has been tough but the year will end well for you in Jesus' mighty name he gives his beloved sleep oh you will sleep and rest your case in god you will not fret or worry because god is in control the fourth and final one was divine preservation when the servant woke elisha up elisha said in verse 16 do not fear for those who are with us are more than those who are with them i remember several years ago a pastor friend of mine a young minister working in a manufacturing entity his boss told him in his face that as long as i sit on this chair you you know you promoted have you heard something before you know it happens should i sit in gang his boss his manager his supervisor told him that as long as i sit on this chair you you will never be promoted that's a very scary proposition and he didn't hide it he told him point blank and true to form his appraisal for the next two years was atrocious charlie the guy wrote very bad appraisals for the guy and it was a very difficult two years for many of us that will be the trigger for us to do bad work and say eh, they are sitting on my promotion they are not taking good care of me they don't pay as well they are not promoting me i'm not happy in this workplace and therefore not do good work this guy kept doing his work with diligence and with excellence because the bible says do not be weary in well-doing for in due season you will reap your reward if you don't faint and the bible says when you are working here work as unto god and not unto man so this guy continued doing his work and then one day somebody say one day one more time somebody say one day one day the company decides to open a new division 
a division is not a department. A division is the sub-entity in a group. It's like a company in a company. And they were looking for a new head for that division. That post is way above the post of the boss. Because the boss is the head of department. This is a head of division they're looking for. And the board is contemplating, do they appoint from outside or from inside one of the department heads? And after a long debate, one of the board members says, ah, do you remember that young man in that department? And the moment his name was mentioned, everyone said, yes, that guy is serious, that his work began to speak for him. And unanimously, the board decided, come on, give that young man the position. Somebody say, God is a showman. Okay, say, God is an architect. So, the board says, let us call his manager to come. Then they call the manager and they ask him, so this young man, we are considering him for head of division. That means a post bigger than you. What do you think of his work? Now, all the board members think the guy is good. How do you say he's not good? And then how too do you say that he's good? Because if you say he's good, he's promoted above you. If you say he's not good, how come we all think he's good and you say he's not good? May God put your enemies in a position where yes will fail them, no two will fail them. I say yes will fail them, no two will fail them. The guy is standing there saying, um, um, um. then they said, oh, kindly notify him of his appointment as head of division. So now, Haman has to go to Mordecai and say, uh, Mordecai, I have been told that you are now the new head. Now, the guy enters the office to go and tell him, but before he gets there, one of the board members sends a guy a WhatsApp and says, Tell you, I don't know. Afa. So the young man has crossed his leg at his table, and the one who says, As long as I live, you, you will never be promoted, enters the office and says, um, You see, I went to speak to the big people about your work and gave them a good report about you. So I have been asked to bring you this letter of appointment. Charlie, it was a very difficult assignment. The young man just smiled quietly, stretched out his right hand and said, can I have it? May the Lord send the people who have said you will never rise. May they be the careers of the message of your breakthrough. May God orchestrate such that the very people who want to see you down will be the ones who will lift you up. God is up to something God is working he's up to something I may not see it but still I am trusting that is dependence that is leaning on him and that is reverence if God is the pilot I will not panic I will relax and know that the plane will land in Jesus name Elisha was calm he says those that are for us are far more than those that are for them. 
and the servant is saying, ah, are you correct? Look around you. The armies have gathered and you say, we are fine. And as happened two weeks ago in the communion service, when the eyes of the servant were opened, then he saw the secret of the Lord. Why was Elisha so relaxed? Because he knew the secret of the Lord. That whereas human beings have gathered in armies and surrounded at night, a greater force, the armies of the living God, had surrounded them. And God is in control. How can I panic when human beings gather against me? This morning, may God give you an assurance of his presence. May God give you an assurance of his power. May God give you an assurance of his glory. Let me end with this. The Bible says the angel of the Lord encamps around the dwelling of those who fear him. Psalm 34 verse 7. And he delivers them. The angel of the Lord has a camp meeting. And the venue for the camp meeting is your house. And the angel of the Lord, because you fear God, constantly has a camp meeting around your home when you are sleeping. That is why you will not fear for the terror that comes by night. Because he's got you covered. And the beautiful thing is that in verse 18, let's go back to our key scripture and go to verse 18. So when the Syrians came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, strike these people I pray with blindness. After opening the eyes of the servant to the force of God that was working in his favor, he said, now the people who have come against us, strike them with blindness. So he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. Then Elijah said to them, this is not the way, nor is this the city. Follow me and I will bring you to the city. The enemy that had come against Elisha, he struck them with blindness and said, okay, now follow me. And they followed him and he led them right into the middle of Samaria, where their enemies were. And said, Lord, open the eyes of these men that they may see. When their eyes opened, now they found themselves in the middle of their own enemy. They were meant to surprise Elisha, but they ended up being surprised. Now they are in the midst of their enemies. And the king is now asking, should I kill them? He said, no, don't kill them. Give them some food to eat. Just give them some deed and let them go. And the king set food for them and they ate and drank. And when they finished, he said, okay, now go back where you came from. Charlie, may the Lord bless you to the point where even when you get your enemies, you just bless them and leave them. Something God will do 
in your life in this last quarter will bring you a calm assurance that your life is in his hands. Something God will complete in your life in this last quarter will bring you a calm assurance that every single aspect of your life is covered. And Bible says in verse 23, after they finished eating, the band of Syrians came no more into the land of Israel. On the authority of God's word, I declare permanent victory for somebody. On the authority of God's word, the thing that has persistently embarrassed you and given you trouble on every side, I declare that as the Lord gives you a revelation, a strategy, and gives you victory and preservation, that same enemy will not come against you again. By the hand of the Lord, I declare permanent victory. By the hand of the Lord, I declare total victory. You are winning this battle not just once, but over and over and over again. May the Lord arise on your behalf and defend you. May the Lord speak for you where you cannot speak for yourself. And may the Lord establish and consolidate that victory in your life. May them that speak against you and seek your downfall be discomfited. May they bow down and declare that your God is indeed God. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. And he will give them divine revelation, divine strategy, divine victory, and divine preservation. R-S-V-P. May the Lord bless his word in Jesus' name. Amen.